You are listening to Verbal Tap. Hold on. Uh, hey, can you pass me my inhaler? Is it? Hold on. Oh, wait. I should oh. check if it's illegal to start the show. Verbal Tap Legal just said, yeah, you're not allowed to use an inhaler. Got it. I'll power through with my asthma. It's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting. It's easier from outside the cage when you have the freedom to use albuterol. But Greg Hardy did not have that lost, and whenever Dana is defending Greg Hardy, it's a great time to not pay attention to the UFC, which is what I did. But, Raph, how are you doing after somewhat casually watching? <laughs> oh, God, do you also – are you an asthma kid? Is it illegal to use <laughs> on the show? Do you have a breathing machine, too? That's I, Those are the fun ones. Coming on. I'm making more words than I should be through my breathing, but should I, <laughs> should I, is it illegal? Am I going to die? It's no, no. Well, it, you might die and it is illegal. So but you know what's yes. the great part of this conversation though, is when someone goes, well, Raph knew the risks by being a podcaster. That's so, true. That's true. And you know, you I, know what? I would argue Greg Hardy knew the risks being a human being with lungs. <laughs> It's just, this is the most absurd shit in the world. Okay, let me tell you my multi-tiered, like, response to all of this. Number one, an inhaler, yes, I guess, is in the same way on if somebody was trying to make the comparison where they're like, what if your knee gives out? Someone can't just give you TRT. And I go, yes. Are those the only options on the table? TRT or inhaler? Because this is becoming a fascinating crutch mat situation that I'm all about. Because I know we talked about the people at ADCC that said, give me everybody with their ailments and put them all in one uh, bracket and let them go. I'm starting to feel the same way now. You've talked about the steroids one. I'm talking about anything goes. Bring your inhaler. Bring your pipe. Bring anything you got with you, kids. If you got steroids, bring the needle so that we can inject two people at once. But my hot third we response are hot, here, full, We are filled with hot takes. My third right. response here, though, Kev, was very simple in the sense that I was like, I looked at it. I saw the negative response that this man was getting for using an inhaler. And I split my first split on part three was, oh, those poor nerds are looking at this and probably feeling bad. Fucking Greg Hardy. They're probably thinking like, well, this guy, he should be able to do it, which brings me to subsection Google Greg Hardy. Do you want to Google know more Greg, about Greg Hardy? <laughs> You're going to be cheering for the asthma. <laughs> I I don't know, Kev. Where do you fall on any of this? Because you didn't watch it live. So I'm pretty sure your response is as pure now as it was maybe what? When you discovered it an hour ago. My response was what? does an inhaler have to do with this fight? I don't even understand that headline. It made sense when Donald Cerrone blew his nose because mm. he had blood in it. It's like, yeah, that's a very natural reaction. Then he was like, oh, that was dumb. What is this one? <laughs> Did they not discuss inhalers beforehand? Like, that just has to come up. I get it. We had a cold season here. I'm, I'm struggling a little bit. Uh, I do have my inhaler. This is so funny to me. And then... Dana is one of the few people that can bash his own rules because he also like fights in different places. So who knows? Maybe in Las Vegas, you can have an inhaler with weed in it. And that'll, that'll be how Nate Diaz keeps it going. <laughs> but this one, 
I don't get it. It's just like, go oh, fuck it. Don't make it. You, I had the same reaction you did also, which is an utter hatred for Greg Hardy. And I was like, oh, great. The fight was overturned. So he did win, but they called it a draw because of a inhaler. Stupid. It's a stupid and then, thing. I don't know, man. I felt like my job was to watch a video that would have explained it a lot better so that I could come on and explain it all to you. And then I just didn't care. I almost listened to the ESPN headline, Helwani weighs in on Hardy's inhaler situation. Then you know what I remembered? <laughs> I don't that? care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right with you. <laughs> Who gives a shit? That's, I can spend a minute 45 watching a cupcake recipe. <laughs> Joe Lozon wins a fight. Yeah. He, he knocks out a Pierce. Which I feel like one of these days, Joe Lozon's going to be like, you know, I fought his dad back in... Oh four <laughs> knocked him out, so it just feels good to get a win over the whole family. Uh, respect to the Pierces. Well, this has a couple of conversation points. Number one, and I'm going to describe it to you. The way he was able to finish was he was able to get mount, kind of flattens the dude out onto his stomach, so he's already ahead. But then he grips with his left arm. I want to say almost like this kind of faux. Uh, half Nelson kind of grip that basically renders this dude's shoulder mega fucked up so that with his left hand, he's grabbing the right uh, opponent's arm and like ripping it away while clearing up entire space to punch from underneath. It's amazing. And you know what the right response from Dana White would have been? Um, nice job, Joe. Mm-hmm. But instead it was he's been doing yeah, it for a long time. Fucking retire. What the fuck? He said what? He yeah. So Dana basically was saying, I think what the, Dana was alluding to afterwards was he was like, we had an agreement, the win, loser, draw. He would have fucking retired after that fight. But guess what? He didn't. And it made me think, wait, are you bitching that he didn't retire flat out? Because Anik on the mic was definitely trying to say, I mean, your days here could be numbered. And, uh, is there anything you'd like to say? Wink, setting you up. Our word, not the other one, but, you know, the one we talked about. And he just goes, yeah, I got to go uh, talk to my family and uh, Wicked Pisses and, yeah, all this other stuff. Does not utter the retirement word. And I think that sent data into revealing it to the audience uh, later in the post presser, to which our friends in our comment section said, well, is he giving him a retirement package? To which we say, everyone has points here, people. Wish I would hear more about the retirement package. However, Joe Lozon, if you look at the statistics on where he lands, Kev, he's like top finishes of all time. He's in that top five kind of uh, echelon in the history books for the UFC. Granted, he's had over 4,000 fights in the UFC, so... You know, there's that. But I know we've personally said that he's got so much scar tissue from the amount of time that he's been fighting within the UFC and that we would prefer that he would retire. But we also aren't his employer saying, yeah, you're fucking done, kid. <laughs> his employer and I assume longtime friend because yes. he's been making money off the Lozons for a long time. Yep. So that's always nice to hear. Just, <laughs> just, just. Anyway, 
There are more fights to get to, and I'm going to ignore the headline on ESPN. This is it's quoting Dylan Danis, which you should never do. Says I got offered four to five million to box Jake Paul. Cool. So just another credible what? Can I rewrite that headline? Yeah, uh, as it should be written. Sure. Rich people have too much money sometimes. Who the fuck is going to give that? Four to five million dollars. You should be ashamed of yourself. You know, we talk about how elections need a public donors list. I think sometimes we need a public fight donors list because I'd like to know who's behind that because I've got a great phishing scam that I would love to go ahead and give past them. Or you know what? Even better, Kev, I could even go over to them and sell them grappling and just go – you guys really want to get down a rabbit hole? Have you ever seen grappling? What if I were to tell you if you gave me a million dollars, I could give you an adequately lit but mostly satisfactory event? Well, then you're going to definitely want to tune in for our interview with Matt Kaplan today after <laughs> after we talk about who is a human being who does not have a million dollars. Let's be very clear on that. However, we'll give you the best bang for your buck that he can. I'm just saying, Kev. Dylan Dennis talking about this is in those no win situations where you don't even know who the other person is half the time that's in a headline here. Obviously, they're saying it's one of the Logans, whatever. But like half the time they always go Dylan Dennis and I go and they say the second name and I go AJ Agassar. That's a tough one. Mm -hmm. Dylan's douche, but. Age. And then you got to get like some sort of weight scale that you put it on there and you just go, let's see. Oh, nope. AJ? AJ? Okay. Well, that's the way we got to go then. Well, I'm going to give a final few shout outs to these fights. Uh, okay. Reyes beats up on Weidman. KOs. Yes, that was tough to see. Yair gives a decision win over Stevens. Oh, man. Something really funny just happened in the background that I, you know what? I'm just going to explain. Long time ago, I took a label maker to a friend's birth control and wrote whore vitamins on it. A very affectionate <laughs> term. And it was a funny use of label maker. I also wrote several things on the dishwasher and other things that weren't as funny. But that one stuck out. We have an Amazon alert that just tells us now. <laughs> just gives some people insight into what it's like living with me. It was not my idea. It was my fiance's idea this time. And it cracks me up on a daily basis. What do we got? Barber. Uh, KOs Robertson and win loses to Stewart. Yep. Didn't see that coming. The big interview today coming up, but I do want to say we have more fights coming. I believe this weekend. Yes. And, and I- this is a check your local listings, Kev, because on my ESPN app. And again, we live in different places. But the California time, it's telling me, is 2 a.m. Friday, a.k.a. Saturday morning, 2 a.m. Yeah, I was also just seeing, I was trying to figure out what was weird about this. I was like, I remember Damian Maya's fighting, which is great, but the fight is at a weird time. That's why I wanted to, lovely. I just thought it might be noteworthy, and Raph remembered the important details. I hope you find your podcast significant other like (laughs) I have. (laughs) let's take a brief break and head over to the Matt Kaplan interview. 
so now I'm hitting record. You introduce him, please. I just don't have... I'm so excited. This is such a long time in the making for me. (laughs) Okay, so let's start here. You know that we do, as a blanket statement, we always say, hey, friends, if you're starting new things, always get in touch with us. And it's always great whenever people are putting up new organizations. And the beautiful part is we're getting more and more people who are trying to give opportunities to athletes. And so imagine my delight when a friend of the show hits me up and says, hey, not only am I starting my own organization, but ask me what's what it's called. And it sounds like a start of a joke, Kev. But if I were to ask you, do you know the name of this new organization that's coming up? I'm so I didn't. I'm so glad okay. you sent me the link because mm-hmm. now I've been reading all about it. It's called Grappling Idiots, and mm-hmm. it was going to be my official life memoir title, but now I guess I'm mm-hmm. playing out of fucking luck. You could still do the singular version, though. So I don't know that singular <laughs> no. grappling idiots.com is not I, I love grappling idiots. I love that <laughs> title. It can't be idiot. <laughs> it would have been our joint autobiography, which would have combined details of your and my lives, but would have made you guess which one was which, especially when it says, I grew up as a mid-sized brown person and be like your life story intertwined with it. <laughs> but here's the fun part. I'm pretty sure people are familiar with this man's work online. You may see him commenting on, oh, I don't know, just about any post that goes up. But you may also know him as an individual who is now going to be starting an organization called Grappling Idiots. And they will have their very first event coming up on November 23rd, entitled Winner Winner Turkey Dinner. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the organizer and head behind that organization one matthew kaplan matt how are you doing sir what's up Ralph? although i feel like i have not commented on posts in at least a year and a half i've been very busy i mean you haven't like not on our posts but in general you no i've I've been i've been you know i've been slowing down i just i kind of stopped caring well, it's hard to work yourself up, I'm we sure. We need on you back. Do you know how many Reddit <laughs> trolls are upset right now? I don't, but at least five. You at least the, five. It's jujitsu, maybe four. You, you're not. That's pretty good. Matt, you are a vocal of the, of the many. Why grappling idiots? I have to interrupt and ask, like, why that title before we let so, you go any further. All right. So when. I was sitting down and I was trying to think of like, you, know, you think of a name. Um, when I started a pro wrestling company, I was literally watching the movie, the warriors. And I think, Oh, warriors of wrestling or from New York. That was easy. I had some ideas for names, but um, a lot of them were already taken or copywritten. And then like, even joking around in my head, I was like, like for wrestling names, like WCW world championship grappling instead of wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. The world grappling federation. That's a thing. Grapple mania. Gra- so I tried to, I was like, all right, so forget that. Something completely different off the, all the walls. And, you know, I was like, well, grappling idiots. And it's funny, it's, you know, it's like an oxymoron. And some of my students, like one of them's Filipino, he didn't really get the, yeah, the, what's the word I'm looking for, the subtlety of it. Sure. You know, so I had to explain. But it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, because I've been doing this now 12, 11 years, 12 years. So... I feel like in order to stay in this sport forever, you kind of have to be a little bit of an idiot because you're in love with a sport that usually doesn't pay well. 
It's extremely hard on the body. Takes up a lot of time, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I'm icing my and, back and, as you're talking. So you can... <laughs> Dude, so I didn't I haven't done MMA sparring in so long and uh, Kenny Rivera uh, comes and trains with me. Kenny fought in um, the Bellator card at MSG. And I was like, I, we just, I just saw wall wrestling with one of my students, like a buck 85. So I'm like exhausted. Kenny comes in. I'm horribly out of shape. I said, all right, let's do some sparring. And we did like two rounds. And then I didn't train for three and a half days because my shoulder felt as if Andre the Giant was trying to pull it out of the socket for three days. So, you know, like, it's one of those things. Like, I'm at a point now where if I train maybe three, four days a week at most, then some days I'm like, why am I rolling? Oh, because I'm an idiot. That's why I'm rolling. But it's fun. Yeah. And it has two chess pieces where the eye should be. So grappling idiots. Yes. I got it. But, you know. Yes. Yes. And someone said to me, it kind of looks like the, um, the For Dummies books. I mm. said, oh, yeah. Well, I, get the... I, I do want a t-shirt. I won't lie. I immediately was like, where's the merch part? I'll just send. Yeah, I'll gotta, just send. So contact no an email. The, uh, yes, it's a contact. The Nogi Nation sponsoring the first show. Um, so Josh is sending me some shirts up. I don't have an. I kind of don't have enough time to make custom shirts with the logo on it, so I guess I should. It's just in my head. I was like, I don't know if people want to buy shirts. So if I want to spend more money and rush things and crunch to get shirts that may or may not sell. Season two. You know, you can always add it for for the sequel. Grappling fuckheads. I can't wait to see that one. It's going to be good as well. (laughs) So let's let's discuss this, though, because, Matt, like – Obviously, you're somebody who's put together wrestling events in the past. That's part of your story. At what point do you say, you know what I want to do? Now I want to do this for grappling because so, that seems uh, easy. It, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't uh, I did music shows. So I started playing in a band when I was like, uh, when I first started uh, freshman high school, so like 14, 15. And then I started putting the shows together 19 ish, and I was doing that. And then I was doing the pro wrestling and. Uh, one of the guys had an issue with, uh, where we were training and he wanted to put shows on. So I said, I'll help you, you know? And then I did that for like two and a half years ish. Um, I wanted to do a grappling show. I want to say Eddie was still training. Eddie was still training at Henzo. So 2016. And I had mentioned it to, uh, to Donahue. I said, Hey, I was thinking of putting a show together. I know people that work with the New York state athletic commission and all that. So if we have to go through them for anything and you know, I, I had, I had two sponsors. Uh, one of them owned a private jet company and he was like, whatever money you need. Of course, when I hit him up this summer, he sold it. He's a cop now in Vermont. So that was gone. So I'm funding everything out of my own pocket. But uh, John said that he was trying to work something out with uh, Tony Bourdain or whatever it was. Um, so he was like, no, no, don't do a show. We're going to try to get something with him and do a big thing. So I said, okay. And I mean, nothing ever came of it. So I, in my head too, I was like, man, if I would have started this three and a half years ago, it would have been easier because it would have been before Kasai, before Flow blew up, uh, fight to win was maybe on like their third show. Yeah. Um, and, and that's back when that ones. Keanu Reeves character you explained, I guess was still a jet owner and not a cop. It was a lot of, it was a simpler time four years ago bro you, you know you, you know how much money you have to have to own private jets with a plural that you rent and people pay for as you fucking know i don't of course i don't i don't even have a clue 
Go look at how much it costs to rent a jet, then think about how much he makes when he rents multiple jets a day. You know what I mean? Uh, my Google um, already you, has a built-in block against that. It just knows <laughs> it's not an option. <laughs> if you look, because um, it was Sebjet, it, uh, they, he gave me some money when I did like uh, some super fights, but he sponsored Sapo and a few guys in the UFC from Henzo's and Bellator World Series from Henzo's. So he was just sponsoring guys just for the hell of it. Um, you know, he's a nice guy. I trained over Henzo Brooklyn all the time, but he really liked the sport then. Definitely would have been easier than when I was like, well, I guess I'll do a little extra work and just save money and then put it all into this luxurious idea of running an event that's going to make millions and millions and millions of Canadian pennies. <laughs> I mean, think about it, though. Three years ago, for good and bad, was a different time. Like you mentioned, it was before Flow, really, because I got up and going. So, like, we're talking, like, the Wild West of of days, you know, where... Wow, I also had more friends three years ago. People <laughs> thought Metamorris might still pay. Yep. That's how far back yes. this was. This is good uh, time. I want to say this was after the last Metamorris. Yeah. Or was, well, not the last one, not when Gordon went against um, Alec. The one, like, before that, it was, like, the end of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still the... Uh hold out that they'll get paid because we used to get random metamorous spam every now and again it was like then it just turned into fire festival emails suspicious that part was suspicious well I, you know I, the I, more I, so you know i've had the gym now almost uh two years uh well two years in december i my lease but um the more i'm doing businesses like when i ran the wrestling company i helped my dad his business when i did the band it's like the more i do business things the more i realize as long as you just have everything separate like, if Halleck didn't have Metamora separate, you could have sued Halleck and Gracie Academy, and people would have got paid. But because it's a separate entity, separate money. Yeah. People are taking notes frantically at home. I am. So <laughs> this fight, I want to talk about your gym, too. Raph mentioned you were doing that. But before, you have some awesome names. And I want to promo this fight just because despite my questioning <laughs> of your accent and its authenticity, I think he's from Missouri, just so the crowd knows <laughs> Matt Kaplan. I am I'm, from Brooklyn. Just going to keep starting Born in rumors. Brooklyn, not the moving hipsters. I'm going to keep starting rumors about where you're from. <laughs> it's going to be Northern California's own Matt Kaplan. Oh, can I can I say this real quick before Kevin goes on? So the best part about Kevin recently is that he watched the Andre the Giant uh, documentary, and the thing he came back from learning in that documentary was, Raph, did you know that wrestling was based upon territories a long time ago? Yes. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. Mind so blind. it sounds like Kevin is now trying to re-territorize you and be like, no, he's one of those Memphis wrestlers. You know what I mean? They got a real, real <laughs> style. That's a Memphis finish they got right there. Yeah, you know, I was actually thinking National Grappling Alliance or um, the New York Grappling, all those names too, and they look funny when you abbreviated them, so I was like, we can't do that. And, <laughs> and I, I gotta be honest with you, I, I felt the pain too, because I felt like we had pay dirt when we did this name, so when I was doing the spinoff for Grappling Hour, I just kept telling people, I'm like, it's like the MMA Hour, and they're like, yeah, I was like, yeah, we need to teach these fucking idiots how to be on air and be on video, and then, you know... That gave way to me when I kept explaining. I was like, well, it's like the MMA hour. Yeah, you know fuck it. It's the grappling hour. Fuck you. There That's you what it is. And people yeah. go, oh, sure. Now I know what you're talking about. Dude, it's hard. Like, the more you – some of the guys are really easy and girls are really easy to work with. Um, some of them are just inside the bubble. or Some of them are just so young that when you talk to them, you're like, oh, my God, you have no – you have no idea. Okay, this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. This is how these things work. 
you sorry, have Kevin. Keith Gregorian no, on this card. I know I was getting to the fighters. I'm maybe seven minutes ago. I'm not on my best prepping game. Too much driving. <laughs> William Tackett, Mike Davila, John Battle, Andrew Tackett. So somehow you got both Tacketts. Well, I hit up. Uh, so I'm doing a 178 man, and I'm doing some super fights. And uh, I had a mutual friend. I had nothing online. I didn't have Instagram, Facebook. I didn't have anything set up. So I was just talking to people I knew who knew that this wasn't like some weird scam thing of people, you know, trying to get them in my basement or something. Um, and one of the people I knew was a mutual friend of, of uh, William Tackett. And I said, yeah, I, I want to get him in my 170, but I want to set stuff up. And he reached out to him, and then William hit me up. And then William goes, hey, can I bring my brother? I said, sure. <laughs> just Dude. like that. I got to tell you, man, Tackett is that kid. Like, well, he's who I met first. But um, when I was going to bring him on my show, I said, hey, man, uh, you won something. I want to bring you on. And his first reaction was, hey, do you want to meet my friend Cody? Yeah, he asked me, too, if I wanted to bring Cody over. (laughs) And I'm just like, dude, you know, I, I have an appreciation for that because. If he wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have already been tight with Cody before he, you know, won uh, the combat jiu-jitsu tournament. And Cody's also very upstanding. I mean, these are very hardworking kids. So I, I have to appreciate that hustle, man, to to have him whenever you're about to shine a light on him, him being like, nah, you want to go with my crew? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not ready for G-Unit, kid. I just want 50 cent. I'm good. Thanks, though. Uh, but, it's nice when you have a cohesive unit and everyone's working together oh, and helping no. everyone rude oh, i thought we were gonna move past all of this but yes wow, just... <laughs> hey listen i'm you know there's so many avenues we could talk about that aren't this event but yes you are correct it would be nice if jiu-jitsu was harmonious in that way what kev i think is alluding to is so you got these guys who is in the tournament do we know because i mean some of these are going to be like yeah, features so um, I have seven confirmed and one of them is most likely, uh, coming off a slight injury. Just wanted to test it this week. And then he said, he'd give me an answer. Okay, cool. So in the tournament right now, I have William Tackett. I have, uh, Aaron Harris. I have Athos Miranda, who's a Marcelo black belt. Uh, Italian Mora, who is a unity black belt. Nick Ronan from Sarah's, uh, Kyle Lynch, he is, um, so it's actually funny, uh, cause a friend of mine trained him and asked me if I would put him in and he fought a friend of mine in MMA like eight years ago. They just gave him a blue belt, hmm. but, uh, he only trains no gi and he's, uh, he's mostly, I think a wrestler or whatever. Uh, but one of my brown belt friends that trains him was much bigger than him said, um, that Kyle can like beat him up in training. So I said, I'll give him a shot. You know, I like, I like kind of having a non jujitsu uh, person in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think who the sixth person is that I didn't say off my head. Oh, and uh, Andrew Coachell from uh, SAS team in Pennsylvania. Those are the seven confirmed, and then I'm waiting on one other. It's funny because when you say I'm trying to figure out who the sixth man is, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, is he going to pull a Hogan on us? Like, is it going to be Keith Kikorian <laughs> coming out as, like, the world's, like, nicest kid? It's just like, and you, you guys can all suck it. Because I've been coming out here and eating my vitamins, and, and I, I don't want to anymore. Now I'm all just about these gushers and a chair, like rips. Yeah, does the full Hogan hit somebody with a chair, rips up the 10 t shirt, and joins some rival team, right? 
I think that's what needs to happen to sell that pay-per-view. Because if we're talking about fast-tracking your way to being the competition, I mean, why not? At this point, Keith is the person to turn heel, right? Well, I gave him... Um, so Keith has, I guess, the main event super fight. He's going against Daniel Myra from Marcelo's. Keith beat him at finishers, I believe, in overtime. And Daniel beat him... Uh, the Nogi Pants like three weeks ago by points. So um, I didn't want to do any rematches on the show, but because they're one and one and the rule sets were so different, I thought it'd be interesting to see if Keith can do all subs, but Daniel still has the points. Yep. Things like that. You know, a longer time limit to see how that goes. I'm into that. And that's, I mean, oh, oh, well, let's get into that. Kev, did you read up on these rules? I actually was perusing through the rules and I love the points that it was the points decision was. If there's no submission, person with the most points at the end wins. I was like, I'm glad we still need to describe that as a society. You know, but otherwise, <laughs> I get no, I get it. You, know you have funny? to. So I, when I originally did the rules, I just did what was worth what. And um, one of my friends who runs events, um, he goes, hey, I know it seems silly, but on the top of the page, put a ways to win. So what do you mean? He goes, put ways to win. Submission, points if there's no submission, referee picks. He goes, I said, well, I, but I wrote the rules out that even if someone who doesn't know what grappling or jujitsu is, they can read that. Like, what's a, a takedown? What the fuck is that? When somebody on the feet goes to the floor, you are taken. He goes, nope, forget that. On the top, make it real clear how to win in this kind of event. I said, okay. And then everyone's been saying I like that. So I guess. I actually I do dig it. I just, you know, at the end of the match, if no submission has occurred, the athlete with the most points win. We like, are yep. big believers in the realm of explain it to me like I'm five years old. It's also called like grappling idiots. Idiot. Like yeah. you're an idiot. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful branding. Now, there was one that you guys have already highlighted on your social media page that I wanted to talk about and give you the opportunity to talk about because we're talking about here it says point system that encourages action and submissions. But let's talk about this encourages action penalty that you guys have set up. Okay, so there were two things. I spoke to everybody on the card more or less before I made a public post explaining what the rules are and all that. And there were two things everybody was super, super happy with. The first was I'm giving points for side control if you pass the guard or if you land off a takedown. But if someone's in turtle and you pull them over and you put them back on their back, or let's say as you were passing, they go to their knees and then you pull them to their back, you still get three points for the side control as if you passed or whatever. Everybody liked that because people hate when people go to turtle and stall. The other thing everybody liked was I said, I'm going to be extremely aggressive with stalling calls. So what we're going to do is if the referee says something generic, like, um, you know, uh, guys, ladies, I, I need some action. That's whatever. That's like a warning of, hey, we're thinking of calling some things to keep moving. If the referee says, top, I need action, or bottom, I need action, that's your first warning. Anything after that will result in points to the other person. After that happens, the referee will say, top, stalling. That means one point to the other person. The second time you get called for stalling, it's two points for the other person. The third time is three points, and so on. If at any point you're in the same position for two stolen calls, so let's say you're in side control and you're hugging the guy down, I say top, uh, stalling. You don't move for a little bit. Like, I don't see you move at all. And there's no time on this. Like, IBJJF, there's 30 seconds. I'm telling the refs, if the person still doesn't move at all, like, they don't try to advance position, go for a sub, anything, they just hug them down. If you want to 
call stalling again in like four or five seconds because they're just completely ignoring you, call for stalling again. If you get called for stalling twice in the same position without moving, you'll get disqualified. The referee will say, Top, this is your second warning from this position. I will disqualify you if you don't move. And then if they don't move after that and they still hug them down, I'm going to disqualify them. Because there's nothing, whatever rules you use, ADCC, IBJJF, EBI, fight to win, grappler's press, whatever, the Kasai especially, the biggest issues are always with the referee. And it's with the referees not calling for stall. Because most of these matches, in any rule set, can be fun and exciting, gi, no gi, whatever. It's the referees force the athletes, like they do in wrestling, to move. I have two notes on this. The first is, when you say that a referee should be saying, you know, top, I need to see some action, bottom, I need to see some action. It makes me think that more porns need a referee. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> Same exact page. I was like, <laughs> I that got shouted at me at an orgy <laughs> once. So it was like, top, top I need more activity. It was like, Stunt cock. <laughs> and I guess the second observation is, <clears throat> You know, you're always watching events, and I think that's good in terms of knowing what you want as a difference between what you already see and what you can provide for other people. When did you kind of think that you wanted to do something like that format? Because, again, I see you watch all the events. So, like, yeah, every so time there's an event going on, you were commenting about it. But I, I do want to know, like, see, was that people, before you People even don't realize that. What? See, people don't realize Eddie Cummings watched a lot of tape, but Eddie even once said, I think you're the only person that watches more tape than me because I'll, I'll be watching a small tournament in, you know, backwater Nebraska because there's one person in it. I'm like, Oh, I want to see how that person does. Um, you know, or if they have like a weird rule set or something, I want to see how it folds out. Same with MMA. Um, Eddie sometimes would come up with weird leg locks and be like, so anybody in Japan do this in 1983, you know, from Shuto or Pancrase, <laughs> then I don't know. Because you know. um, I, I do enjoy watching grappling, and nothing upsets me more than watching something you like, like professional wrestling, and it's done poorly or just something bad happens. Um, the things I, I, and I, I just noticed there was stuff every rule set has that's strong, and there's stuff that every rule set has that's weak. And if there's something on my event, so if someone after the event was like, you know, your rules suck, fuck you. The event sucks, fuck you. I mean, whatever, you know, fuck yourself. But You'd if be someone like, all right, Dad, get out of here. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, like, you know, thanks for the help. But if someone has constructive criticism where they say, I think this doesn't work because, yeah. and they're correct or we can do something better, then we should be doing it better. There's no reason not to. If someone says, um, I thought this worked really well, never change it, then we should never change it. So, when you when I watch these rule sets, I was you know you think like why why I, I've fallen asleep during every EBI. I was literally standing next to Callistine before his semifinals match. I think it was the Villa, and I was sleeping on my feet, literally sleeping on my feet. And John nudged me and went, "Come on, bro, I'm going off." Like, oh sorry, like because I'm like, man, it, it, it's not the EBI rule. It's just during the matches. There's clearly a point where guys are doing nothing, where they decide there's three minutes left. I haven't subbed this guy in seven. We're going to overtime. So I said, man, the referee is stalling. All the rule sets stalling. In the points tournaments, stalling is a little bit more rigid. 
Because I was talking to uh, Omar that runs the Midwest Ministers, and he was saying he's trying to figure out a way to implement some kind of stalling calls too, but it's a little tricky with the EBI rules. I said, look at I said, if they're stalling, you're like, hey, you need to move. Or like sometimes they add uh, ride time. Forget that. Just tell them we're going to disqualify you before you even get to ride time. If the referees encourage this, I think that solves the problem of boring grappling and stalling. I like points. Um, one, because, you know, it has that, that yield, is, I guess. What, what's the point of me trying to kill you and you trying to kill me for 10 minutes in grappling, and then we just start on each other's backs or arm bars? Yes, it encourages the submission, but you watch plenty of overtimes that do not end in submission. So then it, it comes back to, to ride time, and it, ride time is like this obscure niche of a niche of a niche rule set where it's like, okay, he got out by four seconds. I mean, cool, that's the rule set you agreed to. If you agree to a rule set and you lose in that rule set and bitch about the rules, you should be punched in the face with a garbage can because you said, I'm okay with these rules. You know what I mean? Like, if you agree to those rules, if you do a gi tournament, you say, well, I'm a no-gi guy, fuck you because you went into a gi tournament knowing it was a gi tournament. It's the same if you go into a no-gi tournament and you get heel hooks and you say, well, I don't do heel hooks, well, fuck you because you, you knew the rules. It wasn't a surprise. You didn't get there. and Someone held up a sign that said heel hooks. Next um, time you do general, pardon I, the interruption, Raph, in grappling, mm-hmm. I demand to be on with Mac, Matt Kaplan. I want to yeah. I want to do that uh, talking heads, we just scream back and forth at each other, where I'm like, complaining is what this country was founded on, you a-hole. If I want to go to a gi tournament and be pissed as hell that I'm swamp-assed and hot and weigh 87 pounds of fabric, that's my right as an American. But that'll well, be, be for fair, as no, Matt's- but, but it, it's but it's true. Like you can, I mean, EBI rules are, are a good example of it. You'll watch a match where in regulation, if there were points or whatever, the other person would have dominated. It would have been a blowout, and then in overtime, the other person wins, and that person gets upset. I'm like, but dude, you knew what the rules were. You knew if you did not submit that person at 10 minutes, we are going to overtime, regardless of how many times you mounted them or passed their guard or whatever. So, like, why are you bitching about rules? The only thing that I'm a little mad at here is that you're just trying to put me out of business because when I try to get people ready for EBI or combat jiu-jitsu kind of style things, there's a moment where they go, Raph, do your thing. And they go, what's he doing? And they go, nothing. They're like, what? <laughs> it was like, we got to the seven-minute mark. Raph is using his special powers to make sure that no action is happening so that they're prepared for if somebody who's going heavy defense for the last three minutes that they will – not be able to move and all of a sudden people go that's what raf's worth and i was like yep it's not as easy as it looks it It is is not (laughs) as easy as it looks (laughs) but you know what there's like there is um there was a guy i can't think of his name he came and he came to new york city he was from um he was from the gracie academy i think he was a purple belt he took a private with me in queens like his name like eludes me and i moved around him he's he's a big guy he's probably like 200 pounds and um, anytime I would try to get to his back, like I guillotined him a couple of times, but anytime I'd get to his back for the life of me, I could not get hooks in and I couldn't roll him over. And when I had side control, he was so good at keeping his elbows and his knees in. And, you know, he's like 50 pounds heavier than me. So in general, it's hard to do that. And I was like, man, like if this was EBI rules and I just couldn't make my guillotine work because your neck's always exposed, he could probably bring me to overtime. And he may beat me in overtime because that big man is on my back clapping down. Like, you know, but... In any other rule set, I, maybe I win, right? So, you know, and that's fine. Like, look, EBI is, was important because it was paying athletes, you know, it was $20,000 to the winner at, at, towards the end. So if that's what's paying money, then that's the rule set you have to do. And then don't bitch if you lose in the rule set. But um, I just, I'm not a fan of the overtime. 
what I, I like the point system, but I find the problem with the most point systems are, uh, is that they do not reward submission attempts. So you wind up getting wrestling with guard work. A lot of the IBJJFs, you don't see a lot of submissions as much, except from guys that are normally or girls that are normally submission orientated. It's it becomes wrestling with um, with with guard work, which is fine. But you know, if we're not using strikes, which is why positional dominance is so important. If you mount me in the gi, or if you mount me with strikes, that's terrible. If you mount me without strikes or like collar chokes. It's not great, but it's, it's, I mean, as you see from, especially from the Henzo guys, like they'll let you mount them to pop up and go for heel hooks much harder with elbows. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of the positional stuff, you know, it's, it's whatever. So we should be rewarding people for trying to finish. I'd rather much watch somebody try to finish a match than somebody go from side control to mount to the back to side for 10 minutes because, okay, I know you can do that. So why don't we just end the match now then and, you know, call it a day fucking absolutely i don't even know if i agree with you or not i'll stoke to watch and see it that's kind of where i always fall on these i've heard enough rule sets and you're passionate which i enjoy and i've known you from afar for a little bit especially since you interrupt raf frequently without a microphone behind his videos which is always what am i god damn it <laughs> i can see matt but with these it sounds like have you gotten good buy-in from the fighters? Because to me, ultimately, your card is going to be attempted successful on what type of fights they're attacking or bringing in. They seem pretty receptive to it. Yeah. So, um, I have. I mean, I mean, I have a good. I have a good roster of competitors. You uh, do. ADCC zone. Keith Gregorian. That felt good to yeah, say. Yeah, I got. I'm sorry, so. I guess like the big names. You know, I got William Tackett. I got his brother Andrew. Mike Deville is on it. John Battle's on it. And they're um, all like, "Sure, we'll abide by your stupid no passivity rule." <laughs> they're in. Oh, uh, they were. They were. I, I. No one complained about the. Everyone was like, "Oh, thank God." Some of them were like, um, "Can we?" So the first question was, "How long are the matches?" And I said, "Well, the tournament matches are going to be ten. Some of the super fights will be eight. Some of them will be ten. And they said, you're going you're gonna to really call passivity for 10 minutes? I said, absolutely. Then everyone said, good, 10 minutes is fine as long as everybody works. Because nobody wants, one, I don't want to be held down for 10 minutes with the other guy doing nothing. But nobody wants to watch that. So as long as the, you know what I mean? Nobody, nobody was upset that I'm going to be calling stalling calls. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing is, is that the group of people that you have on there are game competitors. So they're the people who are usually trying to make something happen. And, you know. I think they just probably wanted to know the rules just to be like, yo, what am I getting into and how is this working? And then once they have it, they're well, like, All yeah, right, the way, the way I, ex- the way I explained it was, I said, I'm doing the ADCC points, their point system, but I'm also giving three. If you get the side control off the takedown, or if you flip the guy from turtle and one point for submission attempts. So everyone kind of understood that. They said, I see what you're doing. Cause for Nogi, I think ADCC has the best point system for Nogi um, outside of, I think, clean sweeps and clean takedowns should be worth five instead of four. Yeah. Um, but I, I like their point system. I like that the points are a little bit less than IBJJF because it encourages people to keep working. I don't think mount should be worth as much as the back in Nogi. Again, in MMA and in G, fine, because there's you know more stuff to do. Um, and with the submission attempts, I told everyone, if you fall back for a submission, so let's say you fall back on heel hook or you spin for an armbar, if you get a point for the submission attempt and then the other person comes up, they do not get sweep points. If the other person comes up and you did not get a point for the submission attempt, that is a reversal. The other person gets two. So clear as day, either the person attacking gets submission attempt points 
where the other person gets reversal points. That way, that way there's no... Because I think IBJJF, you get an advantage for the... To uh, size, some, yep, I think is. it's the way it's supposed to be isn't how it's wrecked sometimes. It's weird. Yeah. Like, I remember watching the last one. It was a little... But again, it comes back to referees, you know, knowing the rules and pushing. Well, I've, uh, I, I've attended that, a couple of IBJJF uh, referee seminars, and they distinctly say, are you Keenan or not? As a criterion, and if you pass that, then it's a very different story. Well, you know, they do the rules meeting in New York City at Marcellos now, I think, still. But mm. the first few years I was at Henzo's, they did it there, and there were definitely some guys in the back of the room laying down and sleeping during the rules meeting that got their certification. So I remember there was there was one um, one of the Brazilian black belts. I was telling him, I said, you can ankle lock at white belt. You're allowed to straight ankle lock. And he was like, no, no leg locks till brown belt. I said, I'm telling you. you can ankle. And then we went to the tournament, and one of the guys got ankle locked um, in the white belt division in the gi. And he looked at me, and he went, you're right. I'm like, dude, you can go online. The rules are right there. There's pictures. <laughs> well, also, what a time to be told you're right. Like, oh, you were right. Like, well, it's a little late for that now, dude. Thank you. Yeah, always... it's, it's fucking poor Joe is like screaming, holding his ankle. He goes, I thought, I thought it wasn't allowed. I said, sorry, bro. I told you. I told you. Now this 32-year-old hobbyist who, I forget what he does. He has like a nice job. He's got a limp to work for two weeks. No. Well, that's why I always feel bad yeah. because at my own gym, they have a moment where I think they'll be going over some technique and then they'll look at me as the encyclopedia of the group and they'll be like, Raph, that's legal, right? And I go, don't ask me. We know better. Come on. As a collective, we know not to ask me. But they're like, but you go to cover it all the time. And I go, yes. And you would think I know all the rules, but I do not. Also, I don't want to be held accountable because I look at these things oh, and I'm yeah. like, it's so hard to explain to them where I go, Okay, here's the actual rule. Here's what they tend to enforce. And I'm like, the fact that I have to break them up into two different descriptions should tell you it's a little hazy and maybe don't because do they don't. So what I was told was a lot of the times in rule books, um, they make the rules as vague as possible so the referees have leeway. And I, I don't agree with that. I think if, if every, right, when I watch baseball and I watch football, whatever, I know what the rules are. There's no leeway. Right? You know what I mean? With balls and strikes with the umpire, I guess, right? Other than that, where else when you watch sports is there leeway of is that three points or two points? You know what I mean? Is, is, is he stepping over the line? It, it's pretty clear cut. So I, I don't know why we would encourage that. I remember uh, uh, the guy going against John Battle on my show, Chris Kerbis, Chris, Chris, he just got his brown belt. He's good. He won Masters World twice at his weight and the absolute. And, you know, he's like a buck fifty. He used to train the hands of him all the time. I remember I was, I was in IBJJF. He was a blue belt or he was a blue belt then. And um, he just couldn't. He was against a guy from Alliance. He just could not score points. They, the pass didn't matter. The takedown wasn't enough. But, and I looked at one of the, the Henzo guys, uh, Luciano. I said, can you please yell something to Chris in Portuguese? And he looked at me, he goes, come on, bro. And then he's watching this go on. And he starts yelling in Portuguese. All of a sudden, points come up on the board, and the guy starts raising his hands. I said, dude, like, <laughs> <laughs> like we have to, come on, bro. Like, really? <laughs> well, Matt Kaplan, there are, I don't know, 67 more topics I wanted to get to. I wanted to hear a little bit about starting a gym, especially in the market well, where you're at, wait, the businesses. Before, but. Before, Go ahead. Hold on. I'm not kicking you off. I just, uh, I know um, you eventually have to go home and are commuting. I, well, you know, I got, I got to be up. The time 
Yeah, I got like nine hours, but I usually shoot four, so we're right. Um, the one thing I was stressing with my event was, um, you know, I told everybody on the card, because originally I was just going to use local competitors, and I'm in New York City, so there's plenty of um, Marcelo, Unity, Henzo's, um, Shaolin's, there's um, Nova Uniao. I can probably name, you know, 50 or 60 really big gyms or their affiliates just in the New York City area. And I said, look, everybody that sells tickets, I'll give you a percentage of the ticket sales. And we're going to do a stream. Um, I'm not going to do a live stream because it's a lot of problems. And through my experience watching all these events, you look at the number of live viewers, it's a couple of hundred at most. And then, you know, by the end of the, the YouTube one, there'll be a couple of hundred. And then by the end of the week, you know, like uh, the finishers, Midwest finishers and all those, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000. So I said, no one really watches it live. But I said, I'm going to do promo codes on the live stream where people put your name in as the promo code, I'll give you a percentage of the stream for every person that purchased it for you. So I'm trying to help everybody get paid and make, and make even more money for promoting it and helping me. Um, which everybody, everybody said the same thing. They go, oh, wow, you're going to give us a percentage? And apparently there's grappling events, I won't mention their names, that don't even give you money off the tickets you sell. And so I was like, why do you work? Why are you grappling for them? Yeah, they're not that doesn't make any sense. Anyone's famous, and they're not paying you. So, and, and that event's on, um, it's, it's not on the fight pass. It's, it's not on flow. It's on, you know, whatever the fuck. I'm like, so why, 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 why sell, why sell 50 tickets for them? Like, what's the point? They're just making money. I would always, again, I got to get back to this making money thing. You keep asking questions about it, and it's like, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe they'll come on the podcast sometime. So, Matt, I am going to start to kick you off now because you're a busy man, and you already made me nervous with your nine-hour comment. No, you're fantastic. We've we've known you a while, and I think your input and characterness behind the scenes has been extremely... Uh, extremely fun, and I'm excited to see you in front of the scenes. I think Grappling Idiots, from the logo to the format to the passion that you're you're somewhat kicking at us here. It's just also kind of how yeah. New Yorkers oh, talk. Wait, but. I didn't tell you. A friend of mine is emceeing for the evening. His schedule should be good. He uh, he was on the first season of Married at First Sight. He's a firefighter. He's a professional wrestler. He just I know who you're talking England. about. Do you know how, how do you I know? know who, what how you're do you know? About? My wife is obsessed with all of the TLC shows. And so the way she tries to hook me in is she'll be like, do you want to watch this show? And I go, no. And she goes, well, he's a pro wrestler who's also a firefighter. And I'm like, what's his name? And then before I know it, I was like, why do I know these things? So, yeah, that dude, is it Jesse? Is that his name? Uh, Jason, yes. He just Jason, he was sorry. the champ. And, yeah, Jason Carrion. He was the champ. I forgot the name of the company. He just won the belt again last weekend. And he's dating... She she lived in in England and she just moved here. She's living with him. Apparently, I read it online. Um, she was on Celebrity, whatever, whatever over there. She was in Wrong Turn and some other movies. She's like a relatively famous actress in England and all that. Um, but yeah, he, he said he was free that weekend, so he should be coming in and emceeing. So that should be fun, having a a, um, a reality star, a reality TV star who's also a pro wrestler, and and he's competed in jujitsu. People don't know that. I actually got him his first matches in pro wrestling because a lot of people wouldn't book him. And we, we just, I just stuck him with us. He came out as our manager. And I, I said, don't worry. I said, the second you cut a promo, the promoter's going to use you again because Jason is very good at getting feet, even better than me. That's hard to believe. But <laughs> I would say I've thought a little bit more about the Keith Kikorian going heel angle. 
And it's just, you know, I've taken some time in the time you've been talking to go like, wait a minute, that actually works really well. Because you can't there go is... heel, dude. He's like Mikey Whipwreck. It'll never, he'll, he'll never work. He's too oh, nice. Oh no, 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 no. See, but and he's got, what... he's got a girlfriend too, and all that. You have no angles to turn him heel, bro. How are you gonna? No, do no, no, no. Here's why I'm saying because think about it like this. So Keith, you can protect as like this kid who's gone heel, and you can go crazy with him. But this is your firm ability to step in into the Paul Heyman shoes and be his mouthpiece because there's something great about you voicing. At your own tournament, I'd like to introduce you to my client, Keith Kerkorian. And then, like, Keith comes out, and it's like still him being a smiley, nice guy, but you could get him over <laughs> as being the meanest heel of all time. And so, yes, it's I'm like, sure his opponents will love that the promoter of the event is pushing their opponent. Definitely won't think the refs are going to fuck him. Listen, you if you think you've been to one wrestling show where there wasn't favoritism and somebody's getting fucked over by the end of the night, then I feel we've accomplished nothing here. I just feel that in the future it's a possibility because I'm just saying Bash at the Beach was very, very successful and led to a certain thing for people. So it's just a consideration. Plus, you well, know, Keith would- I agree. And to an extent, NWA Power, AEW, all these shows popping up has helped motivate me to want to try to do something and try to make some kind of change. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, certain, I just, you know, Heyman, after what, 95-ish, he wasn't managing 911 and Sabu. He was just backstage. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I, I'm good. I understand, dude. I'm just letting you know that somewhere down the line, if Keith turns heel, and I don't see some sort of residual for that, we have it on record here. But anyway... Matt, we're very excited. Let's go over all the details again so people know for sure. It is winner, winner, chicken dinner, or turkey dinner, sorry. My winner apologies. Thanksgiving, yes. Winner, winner, because turkey dinner. And William Packett did not get the reference, but his brother did, and I was like, what are these kids doing? Oh, Jesus. These no, children. November 23rd, grapplingidiots.com yes. backslash events. You can buy tickets now. 170-pound mm-hmm. eight-man tournament, which should help with your passivity because those guys all have cardio. That's nice. <laughs> Yes. Over a dozen super fights, all submissions are legal, including the truffle shuffle. Is that a submission? Everything, including the neck crank, the truffle shuffle, no oil checking. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so, and I just, Paul Harris is going to show up for the 170 pound eight man tournament and be like, uh, also, how did you win this fight? I didn't see anything in the rule set on how to win. And you'll it's see Matt there. Kaplan's There's nothing in orifices, it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm de- go look in illegal techniques. Nothing stuck in orifice. I put that in. No, don't question. Verbal tap fans, the one, the only, Mr. Matt Kaplan. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...